Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm Bob Walters. This is Locked Up Sports. It is Wild Card Weekend. Saturday, two games today, two games tomorrow, one on Monday. We'll get you ready for them all. Big, big coaching vacancies filled in both college and the NFL, with still some left to fill in both. St. John's back to prominence here in New York. A big week for them this last week, a big week, two weeks coming up for them in the upcoming weeks. And the Rangers, losers of three in a row, trying to get back on track. All that and more coming up next. Locked Up Sports. What's up, everybody? I'm Bob Walters. Welcome inside the Brian Gunzel studio. This is Locked Up Sports, powered by Vouchstore. Uh, Vouchstore is a new uh, website that we have partnered with. Uh, it, it takes uh, content creators and broadcasters and all their favorite products, and you can purchase them from Vouchstore. So we've tried the products on our Vouchstore. We'll explain it all later in the program. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It is Wild Card Weekend. It is Super Wild Card Weekend, and it's a little watered down with the with the Super Wild Card Weekend when you let in these extra teams and you, you know, you got the the Monday night game is, is it's just not a good game. There's no way you know you could spin it. Uh, Philadelphia and Tampa Bay is not exactly a marquee matchup. It's more it's more geared towards a Thursday night <laughs> than it is. Uh, a Monday night playoff game. I'm not crazy about the the fact that they added the extra playoff teams. I'm not crazy. I don't need a playoff game on Monday night. I'll tell you what I would like. I would like to watch a playoff game on Saturday night. If you don't have Peacock, you're not going to be able to watch the game tonight. And and it's a travesty, and we're going to get to that. Uh, there were some big moves in coaching this this week. Bill Belichick, of course, left after... 24, 24 years, Bill Belichick, 24 years he left. And he is now, he's been replaced. They've hired Jared, Jared Mayo. Mayo is, listen, he's uh, he's been the linebackers coach for, for the Patriots for a long time. He has been a good linebackers coach. He played his entire career with the Patriots. He won one Super Bowl. He's got nothing but good things to say. The players have nothing but good things to say about him. They, they have, to a man, have all come out even before he got the job. And said that he was the best linebackers coach that they've ever had. Now, listen, it's a tough spot he's coming into. He's coming into filling the shoes, trying to fill the shoes of the, the best coach that's ever done it, right? Six Super Bowls. Jared Mayo's not going to win six Super Bowls. No matter how good he is, he's not going to be Bill Belichick and he's not expected to be, but it's still a tough follow. I mean, it's a tough act to follow coming in after that. The Steelers have managed to do it. The Steelers have managed to have three great coaches over 50 years. The Patriots now are going to try and do it. The, the the Packers have done it with quarterbacks. It's not easy to do. There's a reason why these guys are great. I don't know if the Patriots really thought that there was a lot of interest in Belichick out there. Because if they did, they would have held on to him and tried to, to trade him or get something in return for him. Because they do. He is under contract for a year. Now, I don't know how the negotiations went if they decided to, to get, you know, to let him go on his own. If that's something that they decided or not. But either way, Belichick, he's, he's now rumored. There are some rumors that he's uh, talking with the Falcons, possibly going there. I Listen, I think he's got to walk into a, a ready-made situation, a place where he could go in there and win right away. He doesn't have many years left. He's 72 years old. How many years does Bill Belichick really have left, right? I mean, I don't think the game has passed him by. 
I don't think he's lost anything. I think he could still be a brilliant defensive mind. His defense, even though his teams have not been good these last couple of years, his defenses have still been in the top 10. And he's always been a brilliant defensive mind. He's a brilliant football coach. He's the best, like I said, the best to ever do it. And uh, the Patriots have now moved on. Jared Mayo, 37 years old, instantly the youngest coach in the NFL, 37 years old. So, I, I mean, it's young. 37 is young. I don't think I'd be co- I could be coaching an NFL team. I think I, co- I can manage a baseball team. I can't coach an NFL team. I'll tell you that much. But anyway, he's going to give it a shot. The other hire we had was in the college ranks. Nick Saban stepped down. I didn't see it coming, to be honest with you, but I'm not surprised. I didn't think he was going to step down, but I'm not surprised because all these old coaches are leaving the college ranks because they it's a different game now. They're paying the players, the transfer portal. Everybody on your team is a free agent every single year. They're going to go to the highest bidder. Alabama also is not a school that has a ton of money. They don't have the boosters that say a USC or a Notre Dame or a Stanford or even some of these other schools have. They're not graduating billionaires and multimillionaires all over the place like these schools are. And that's who's paying the players, the boosters. The boosters pay the, pay the players. They, they, it's your millionaire, multimillionaire alumni that want to see the football, that are football fans. They want to see the football team win. They live and die by the football team and they want to spend their money on players. They've been doing it forever. It's just now legal and the transfer portal and, and Saban, he just, he sees it. He saw the writing on the wall and the writing on the wall is the game that he knows and the game that he's been coaching for the past 15, 20 years. It's dead. It's dead. It's a whole new system. It's a whole new ball game out there. It's not about going into the, the living room and telling the parents, hey, we're going to win championships. I'm going to get your kid to the NFL, and I'm going to graduate him. It's not about that anymore. It's about how much money can you pay me. And Alabama can't compete money-wise with some of these other schools, and they're probably going to drop off a little bit. Now, they'll always have the mystique. They'll always be Alabama. They'll always have the pedigree and the championships and the history. Bear Bryant. Nick Saban, everything like that, all the championships, SEC. But now you don't have to go to the pros to make life-changing money. You can make life-changing money right here in college. And, you know, I don't blame Saban for, for ducking out. And a lot, of, a lot of players, a lot of coaches are doing the same thing. A lot of coaches are seeing the writing on the wall and they're saying, I don't want to do this anymore. It's too difficult I'm lo- I got a whole new team every year. You can't develop a team. It's hard to develop players. You got to keep the players around. You got to pay them. You got to keep them happy. It's not like it used to be. So Saban stepped down. Now, what I was a little surprised of is the Washington coach. They've hired the Washington coach, Kalen DeBoer. They've hired him. He has left Washington after taking them to the championship game, losing to Michigan earlier this week. He has now jumped ship, and he is going to Alabama. Good move, bad move, I, I don't know. I mean, listen, it's a, it's Alabama. It's a tough job to turn up. It's one of the premier jobs in all of college football. It still is. Like the stuff that I'm saying about how maybe they won't be able to compete, that's probably eight, ten years down the road. Because Alabama can ride the coattails of their championships, of Nick Saban, still get the players, still get the top players. Now, are they going to be as good as dominant? Probably not. Probably not after Bear Bryant left. They went 20, 25 years of just... Eh, mediocre football. They had mediocre teams. And then Nick Saban came from the NFL and he, he transformed that program back to the prominence that it was. And he went to the pros. He couldn't do it in the pros. 
his his approach doesn't work in the pros. And it's a different it's a different type of coach you need from the NFL to the pros. And a lot of people don't don't understand that. It's a completely different uh, coaching style, and you're coaching the way you coach and the way you treat players is completely different. But it's get the gap is closing because again the pay the players are being paid now in college, so the gap is closing. They are technically professionals in college, so there's that. You got two of those big big holes filled as far as Nick Saban. I don't think he's going to coach. It sounds like he's retired. Now will he come back? He, he might come back. He might get the itch. Right? How many times do you hear that these coaches say, "I'm never going to the NFL," then they go in the NFL. I'm never gonna. I'm never going. I'm never coaching again. Then they're coaching it a couple years later. Because you know why? Because he's a coach, and coaches coach. Now, as far as the games this weekend, we got two games today, two games tomorrow. So, as far as the games go today, we got two games today, two games tomorrow. They start four thirty. You got the Browns visiting the Texans. You got the old guard in Joe Flacco, who's come back, come off his couch late in the season, took the Browns to the playoff. He, playoffs, he's been on top of his game. He's the comeback player of the year. Let, let's be real. I know I know that the, 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 the Bills and everything have, have something to say about the comeback player of the year. Joe Flacco, as far as football players and playing football, is the comeback player of the year. He has been brilliant. He has kind of recaptured the way he has played in the past went with the, the magical run he took the Ravens onto the Super Bowl. Everything has gone right. They go into Houston today to face the rookie quarterback, CJ Stroud, who's been a, a he's just been a phenom, right? He came out of the gate throwing four, 400 yards, 300 yards, 300 yards, big games, every game, the first four or five games he had. He dropped off a little bit. The Texans did sneak into the playoffs. They won the last game of the season against the Colts on last Saturday to get themselves in. Now he's in the playoffs. Now he's got Joe Flacco, an experienced vet, who's he's been here before. He's done this many, many times. Coming in with a good team, with a championship-caliber defense, I think it's going to be a tough game, the, the Texans, to win today. I do. I think the moment's going to be a little big for C.J. Stroud. I could see him making some mistakes I could see, you know, I, I could see him throwing a couple picks just because it's his first time. Now, this is going to be a successful season regardless of what happens for the Houston Texans. Okay, they could lose today. It's still a successful season. Why? Because they weren't expected to be here. They found their quarterback for the future. He's going to, CJ Stroud's going to be the quarterback for the Texans for the next 10 to 15 years. He's going to be in this situation. This is going to be a good learning experience. Win, lose, no matter what happens today. He's going to get the experience next time. And he's got a home playoff game, so you never know. I am picking the Browns, though, because the Browns' defense. Okay, the Browns' defense is a championship-caliber defense. Joe Flacco is clicking on all cylinders. Everything seems to be going, coming up the Browns' way. So I do think the Browns win, and I think they win rather easily, 28-10. to 10. 28 to 13, something like that. I'm going to pick it at 28 13 is going to be the score I have it at. I just think CJ Stroud, I think he's a little young. It's a different kind of football game when you get, when you reach this level now in the playoffs. He's going up against a top defense. The Browns have the, one of the best defenses in the NFL. And I think they, they confuse him. They get to him. They hit him. They knock him around. They knock him off his game. He'll make a couple mistakes. Watch for a defensive touchdown by Cleveland and, that's it. Away we go. Cleveland wins. They will then go next week to Baltimore. 
for a showdown. Joe Flacco into his own into his old stomping grounds in Baltimore at MT Stadium. And that'll be a wild one in the divisional round. Now, the first two weekends, the first two weekends of the of the playoffs, those are the best ones. Wildcard weekend and divisional weekend. Those are your last two weekends of football. Then it get then you got three games left. You got the two championship games and the Super Bowl. And Championship Sunday's great. Don't get me wrong. Championship Sunday's great. But as far as full weekends of football, there's nothing like wildcard weekend and divisional weekend. It's a little different this year because tonight you got the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Now, before we even get to the game and the weather and everything going on, the game is on Peacock. Peacock streaming on Peacock. You're not going to be able to see it if you don't have a subscription to Peacock. Now, they are offering a free trial. I'm sure they are. I haven't even looked, but I'm sure they are. The reason I say that is because I think I've already gotten my free trial, which means I'm going to have to order Peacock. It's a pay-per-view event. That's what it is. NFL is putting one of their playoff games as a pay-per-view event. They're allowing NBC to do it to promote their streaming channel, which is just ridiculous. You want to do that in the regular season, which they did. And that's where I used my free trial. So now I got to pay for it. I already got a $300 cable bill every month, $300. I don't want to put another $5 on there. I don't want to put another $10 on there, whatever it costs, $9.99, $4.99. I'm not doing it. Now, if you're a bar, if you own a bar or a restaurant or you want to go to a bar or restaurant, I would imagine it's going to cost them a lot of money to get it. I don't know if they offer them a free trial. So, it, it listen, it's wrong. I don't know why the NFL allowed NBC to do it. I get why NBC tried to push to get it because they want people to, to sign up for their streaming network. They're hoping people will sign up and then forget to cancel and they can bang them for a couple bucks, at least for a month or two. But it, the NFL allowing this is just, it's wrong. It's wrong because you know what? Nobody has Peacock. That's why, that's why NBC is doing it. Nobody has Peacock. So everyone's going to have to get it tonight. You're going to get people now adding onto their bill that they don't need to add on on like myself, a $300 cable bill is now going to be a, a more money? No, no, not doing it. I'll find a way to watch the game, whether it be at the bar, which or at or at someone's house or something. I'm not adding more money onto this cable bill. It's ridiculous that NBC is allowed to do this. It's a pay per view event. NFL playoffs should not be pay per view. Okay, come on. And NFL, you've done it forever, and now they're getting into the streaming thing, and I get it. I get it that streaming is the new, the new, the hottest thing. And we are moving towards a world where everything is streaming. Cables going down the, going down the, the tubes. It's circling the drain. It's on its way out. But let's not get, let's not jump ship here and put everything on streaming already. I already got a Thursday night game and, and your Thursday night's garbage package. So I didn't even, you didn't even have to order it. Luckily, everybody has Amazon Prime because it's just like a utility Amazon Prime at this point. But Peacock, nobody has Peacock. Nobody wants Peacock. Nobody wants Peacock channel streaming. Okay? We don't, if you want it, you already have it. And if you're probably someone who wants it, you're not a football fan. So shame on the NFL. There's going to be a lot of people that don't get to see that game today. And, and it's a shame. It really is. Now, as far as the game goes, it's, the weather's going to play a big factor. It's going to be freezing. Freezing. They're talking six below as a real temperature with wind chills down in the minus 30, minus 35 degrees. There's, they've been put out alerts to anybody going to the game. 
cover your face, cover all exposed skin, because in like six or seven minutes, you could develop frostbite. It's going to be like that. It's going to be like the Giants Packers NFC championship game, but colder. Remember Tom Coughlin's face beat red and there's no chapped lips and everything. As the Giants kicked the game winning field goal, it's going to be colder than that. They're talking coldest game possibly ever, which is, I mean, it's not going to be easy. And, and with the fact that Miami is going in there, I think Miami could win this game. I think the weather is going to play a, a big part. And I think the weather is going to prevent Miami from winning the game. Cause I think Kansas City is a flawed team. I think Kansas City is ripe to be picked off. I think they, they are not as good offensively this year. Mahomes has not found a receiver he can trust since Hill left. He's thrown picks. They got a ton of drops. Kelsey is, seems to be dropping off a little bit. This is probably going to be one of the last couple of years you hear, like Brett said last week, one of the last you hear from Kelsey is a top tight end in this league. The defense for Kansas City is on point. It's not as good as Cleveland's, but it's a good defense. It's one of the best defenses that Andy Reid has ever had. And it's a shame for him. Now, listen, Andy Reid's won plenty. But it's a shame for him because it's probably his offense is probably going to cost him a trip to the Super Bowl. He's an offensive coach. He's the, this Kansas City team has a great offense in the past couple of years. It just seems like something's off. I don't know if it's Mahomes. I don't know if it's the receivers. I think he hasn't found a receiver he could trust since Hill left, where he could just kind of put the ball up there and do his his crazy stuff. And and they've had a million drops and Kelsey's dropping off. It's I think they were they're right for the picking. All that being said, I'm picking Kansas City tonight because I think the weather is going to play a factor. Miami coming into now. I get it. They've all played in cold weather before. Miami's in Buffalo's division. They've gone to Buffalo. I just don't see it happening. Now, you got your quarterback is Tua. They live in Miami now. It's summer all year round in Miami. Tua went to school at Alabama. He played in the SEC. He, it, this is going to be a whole nother level of cold. We also know that Miami's defense is suspect. They've given up a million points in different games this year. They've given up a million points. They've given up 60 points, 50 points. I don't think that's going to happen today because I don't think anybody's scoring a bunch of points. I think this is a defensive game. And Kansas City has a better defense. And I think that's what wins it. I'm picking Kansas City 21-13 over the Miami Dolphins, and it's a shame because I'm going to be rooting for the Dolphins. And my buddy Frank is a big Dolphins fan, and this is a good year for them. They had a chance. I really think they could have made a run, and they have nobody to blame but themselves. They lost at home last week, final game of the season to the Bills, and now because of that, they have to go into Arrowhead, which already is a tough place to play. On a, on a sunny 60-degree day, Arrowhead is a, a, a tough place to go into and win. You're from Miami, negative six degrees, negative 30 wind chill with a quarterback from the South, with a team, with a bunch of players that live in South Florida. Not happening. And I like the coach and I like the quarterback and I like Miami. And it's a shame that they're going to run into this situation. But again, nobody to blame but themselves because they dropped the ball last week. They could have won. They didn't. They lost to Buffalo. Now Buffalo gets a home game. They, they're the AFC East champions. Miami's got to go on the road and I think it's going to cost them their season. Kansas City advances and Cleveland advances as far as today's games go. We will get to tomorrow's games tomorrow. Brett and I will be back tomorrow night. We'll review everything that happened. 
preview the the Bucks and the and the Eagles if you care because that's another terrible game. Listen, if you're gonna put a game on on Peacock, why couldn't it be the Bucks and the Eagles? I'll tell you why because nobody was gonna order that game. Nobody's paying five bucks. You you gotta pay me five bucks to watch that game. You know, I'll watch it because it's Monday night and it's a playoff game and everything, but that's not going to be a good game. Just look at those two teams. Neither of them are going anywhere. So, now, in other news quickly here, St. John's. How about St. John's? Have you seen St. John's yet? Because they are for real. They are back. I think they, they, they give all the credit in the world to Patino. He's got this team back now. They haven't been filling the garden. The, the fans have not really shown up back yet. They had a big win just the other day at, at the garden against Providence. And it was the kind of game that St. John's typically would lose every time for the last 10, 15 years. They jumped out to a big early lead. They squandered it. Providence came back. Providence tied the game. St. John's built up the lead again in the second half to, to a dozen. Again, Providence... Closed the gap, came down to a free throw shooting contest at the end. St. John was bricking free throws all over the place. And what happened? They ended up getting a rebound on a missed free throw with seconds to go. And they survived as Providence missed a three at the buzzer. He missed it short. And St. John's, with their second straight big win, their 4-1 in the Big East. It's their best start since 2000. It's starting to look like not will they get into the tournament, but what will their seed be? And that, and that's fun, right? We haven't had that with St. John's in a long time. They are four and one. They are tied atop the Big East. Now they have a tough schedule coming up. They, if they could get, if they could get to this Villanova game in what is it, two weeks from now? Six and six and two, seven and one. If they could get to the Villanova game where they are right at the top of the conference, that's going to be a wild scene at the Garden. It's going to be a ton of fun. The garden is going to be electric. It always is with Villanova. We'll see if the St. John's fans come back then. I think that's what's going to take these next three games. You got Creighton, Seton Hall, Marquette. If St. John's can win two of those three, then you're going to get an electric game at the garden against Villanova. St. John's just beat Villanova in their own, on campus in Villanova for the first time in 30 years. It was only 11,000 at the garden the other night. Not a full crowd, not a full. They still haven't opened the, the upper bowl. They will for that Villanova game, and they will start packing 20,000 into that building, and it will become a home court advantage again. And St. John's is good. And look at look at Patino. Patino, again, wherever he goes, he wins. This is why he's a Hall of Fame coach. He has now gone into St. John's, took a program that was dead for the last 15 years, and in two months, he has the city buzzing about them again. And you just wait and see. That garden's going to be full at the Villanova game, and it's going to be fun. And this team is going to be fun, and the Big East tournament is going to be even better. That was a Big East tournament atmosphere the other day against Providence in that game, holding your breath back and forth, a game that St. John's always loses. And the difference is they won. They play, Patino's going to play good defense. Soriano is is on top, one of the top players in the, in the conference. Soriano's... He's averaging a double-double. He, he averages a double-double. He's a senior. He's a fifth-year senior. He's got experience. That's what you need in the tournament, and that's what St. John's can. So hopefully, listen, maybe they get into the tournament and they do some damage. Right? It's not going to be just about getting into the tournament. 
Maybe they get into the tournament and play a game on the East Coast. Because the couple times that they've been in the tournament recently, they're out West, 1030 at night, or they're in the playing game. You know, it's, 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 you want to get them here, get them on the East Coast, get a top four seed or a top five seed. So they are heading that way still early, but we're, we're getting towards March. It's almost February, right? Like, nah, no, I shouldn't say that. It's not almost February. It's middle of January. As far as the Rangers go now, they've lost three in a row. They lost the other night to St. Louis. St. Louis had the worst power play in the league coming into it. They gave up two power play goals. The Rangers did. They, they gave up a hat trick. Shesterkin has not been playing bad, but he's not been playing great. And we expect him to play great after his first couple of years in this league. His first couple of years here, we all saw him. He won a Vezina. He's got to be better. Your best penalty killer has got to be your goalie, and it hasn't been for the Rangers. He's made some great saves. He made some great saves in that, in that game the other night, in this game. But he's got to be better. The Rangers, they, they, they're not scoring. And listen, it was bound to happen. I told you it was going to happen, right? There's no way they were going to play at the clip they were playing at through a full 82 games. They've hit a rut now. They're still first place in the division, in the Metropolitan. The, the lead has shrunk, though. They've gone from, I believe it was eight points when this three-game skid started. They're now only three points ahead of the, of the Hurricanes. So you got to kind of, you know, it, the gap is closed. You got to kind of work through this little rut in the season, which you were going to have. There's no avoiding it. Everybody, every team is going to hit a, have a three-game losing streak at some point, except maybe Boston last year. You're still atop the division. That should be the main focus. Laviolette works these guys like dogs in practice. They have really hard practices. The team listens to him. They believe in him. He has them playing defense. Fox is increasing his minutes better. This team, you know what it does? It shows what Capococco means to this team. He might not have been putting in a ton of goals, but being out there and being on this team, Capococco is an important piece to this team, and you've lost him now. I don't know when he's coming back. I don't know if he's coming back this season. That was a bad knee injury that he had. And the Rangers now have lost three in a row. They got to kind of level the ship. Listen, get a couple wins. They got a home and home with Montreal tonight. Uh, I'm sorry, a home and home with Washington tonight, tomorrow. In Washington tonight, home tomorrow against Washington. Take these two games. They're better than Washington. They could beat Washington, right? Beat Washington Get back on track and get this season going again. The Rangers, I think they're going to be fine. Like I've said many, many times, it's not about what they do in the regular season. This Ranger team, it's about what they do in the spring, in May, in June, hopefully June. So a three-game skid there. Listen, Ranger fans are kind of panicking. I can see them online panicking. Don't jump off the off the off the ledge here. It's not. It's not. It's a three-game losing streak. It's not the end of the world. They've been playing well above. What, what any of us could have possibly expected the entire season. So it's a three-game skid. We knew it was going to happen. Here it is. They'll deal with it. It's deal with a, a little adversity, get past it, and then start winning hockey games again. Then they'll be fine. Rangers will be just fine. That pretty much does it for us here today. Once again, you got the games 4.30 today. You got Cleveland at Houston. And then at 8.30 tonight on Peacock, if you happen to have a streaming uh, subscription to Peacock, in the freezing cold at Arrowhead, you got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins, and that's going to be the, the better of the two games today. And I'm, I'm, I'm upset that that they put it on Peacock because I don't get Peacock here. Like I said, I'm not adding five dollars onto this three hundred dollar bill already. I don't think my wife's going to let me add five dollars on this three hundred dollar bill. 
Shame on the NFL. Hopefully this is the last time they do it. And the Monday night game, the Monday night game is terrible. Monday night game is watering down the playoffs. You don't need super wild card weekend. Wild card weekend was good enough. It was always good enough. It was always one of my favorite weekends of the year. Now they, they, they got a game on Peacock. They got a watered down game on Monday night. You're not making it better NFL. You're making it worse. So anyway, like I mentioned before, that today's show is powered by VouchStore. VouchStore, let me explain a little bit to you what it is. It's a website. They came to us. They're a website that they take popular content creators and broadcasters and podcasters like like us, like me and Brett, and they, they give us products to use. We've been using them, and they ask us to pick a couple of our favorite products, and then we vouch for them. And we put them and they, they get put on the website under our name. You know, so our reputation, our name is, is attached to them. So you, what you're going to do, we have uh, we have coffee up there. I'm actually drinking a cup of it right now. We have coffee, excellent coffee, good priced. We have uh, cocktails. It's like a, a, a dried fruit mix. It's excellent. My wife loves it. We also have a toothbrush up there. Vouched for by my wife who works in the dentist and the dentist she works for. So go check it out. You're going to go to vouch.store slash locked up sports. That's going to bring you directly to the page and the products that we vouch for. Or you can just go to vouch.store and that's going to bring you to the vouch store. You go, you scroll down, you click under the locked up sports logo and that'll bring you right to, to the products that we have. And, you know, go check it out. Get delivered right to you. The coffee is incredible. Coffee's incredible. So you'll be hearing a lot about that in the coming weeks. We're going to we're gonna have commercials running and everything like that. So go check it out. If you want some coffee, if you want some uh, cocktails, you know, order it up. So that does it for me today. That does it for us. Brett and me, myself will be back tomorrow night. Recap everything that happens this weekend. Again, you got two games today, two tomorrow. But, hey, enjoy Wild Card Weekend. Enjoy your weekend. It looks like the sun has come out. It's been a good day. Until tomorrow, everybody, enjoy the games today. I'm Bob Walters. See ya. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at LockedUpSports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site, on Twitter at LockedUpSports, on the gram at Locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group, Locked Up Sports, or on TikTok at Locked Up Sports Show. Now you can catch all the latest from Locked Up Sports anytime. Thanks for listening.